Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Believe in K-Pop. My name is Emily Heidel, and we have two lovely guests from a lovely YouTube channel called K-Junkies, Natalie and Amanda. Yay. Hi. Hi. Yay. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you guys for rescheduling. Um, all my listeners know I um, am probably like the queen of rescheduling, and it's always sometimes like last minute, so I'm really appreciative of you guys <laughs> wanting to do that again. Um, but before we started recording, um, or actually, you know, before we start even this, um, can you guys introduce yourselves? Yeah. Okay. So my name is Amanda. Mm-hmm. And I'm Natalie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we run K-Junkies and we're actually a couple. We've been together for a little over six and a half years and we're engaged now. Yes. We got engaged in January. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that video. It was really yeah. cute. Yes. Wait, um, uh, Natalie, when you saw that happen, when Amanda got down on one knee, first of all, it was very quick. It was like, will you marry me? And I was like, whoa, whoa. She's like, no, she's just like. It wasn't how, timing with the song. Right. Okay. That's right. How did you feel? Did your heart drop or was it like a. Yeah. I mean, I thought we were just singing the Frozen song. And then when she, when I, I was going to actually like reply with the song. So when she did and I looked, I was like, I, the first thing I said was, is that, is this real? Yeah. <laughs> and then I just started crying because our friends didn't know. Only one friend knew, the one that was recording the video. But oh. all of our friends didn't know either, so they were all, like, gasping in the room. They were all like, <gasps> and I was like, what is this? Oh, my oh. God. Like, I thought, I don't know. I started crying. I dropped to the floor crying. I was, I was crying, too. I was just standing there. I was kneeling there with the ring, just crying. Like, And it's funny because the year before, I was thinking of proposing, but then I was like, Maybe it's too soon, but then she beat me to it, so I was like, okay. Ah, well, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been awkward, like, if, uh, Amanda, if you got the ring, and then, Natalie, you got a ring, and you're like, oh, oh well. That would have been awesome. I see videos <laughs> like that all the time. What? Where people propose at the same time. Like, that would have really? been funny. Because we do, like, share one brain cell, so, like, that would have been funny. But, <laughs> but no, I guess I'm more of the person that does kind of, like, the planning stuff. I'm the planner. I go out of my way to do certain things. So it's not surprising that I do you know? <laughs> so. Right. One thing I've realized with, like, working with you a little bit, Amanda, is that you do seem like you're very um, – you have a routine and you're very planned yes. in what you do and you're very, like – you Super. do things that are like right like you're like i'm not gonna half-ass this i'm gonna like i can read you know that kind of thing yes. which i really admire um <laughs> are so like um, natalie are you like kind of the opposite or are you guys kind of yes. like okay i'm the opposite i'm like for our channel like she does all the editing i i don't know how to edit to save my life mm. i literally just show up and i'm like all right let's go like <laughs> if anything we kind of like when we have to do like creative stuff like think of stuff we do it together like i'll have ideas but mm. the one who, like, I wouldn't have a YouTube channel if it wasn't for Amanda. Mm. Like, mm. and that or it would be a really crappy YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Amanda is, like, basically the whole, like, operation in the sense of, like, the editing and making things look nice. And I'm just kind of, like, I guess more of the you're bubbly a pers- personality. Because she's more out there than I am. I'm yeah. more, uh, like, stoic and kind of reserved. Yeah, quiet. we're very opposite. <laughs> so we, we mm. kind of just complete each other. So it's, like, a package. Yeah. Yeah. Deal. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And uh, so I was thinking before this, I was like, I don't know if I should ask this question, but like how you guys are, you know, Amanda, you filmed y'all's like proposal. What was it like? And I remember, uh, I think I was watching your, um, you were kind of doing frequently asked questions about you guys being a couple. 
um, in relation yeah. to like also the LGBTQ plus um, realm of things as well. And you were talking about how you, you guys first met and you bonded over EXO. Um, but at what point was it like you're going back and forth about like Sehun and you know I don't know who your bias is Natalie but like you guys are going I know <laughs> Kai okay well, it was going Chris, back and... Chris at the time Chris uh-huh. at the time okay well you at guys were time, going yes. back at the t- well who is it now it's Kai now but oh it's Kai, Kai now. and Beckin yeah whatever uh-huh, anyway okay. continue yes yes so you guys were going back and forth uh, about EXO and at what point did you realize like oh like maybe I could. Like not that I can talk to her more about more than just K-pop, but like, what was what was the point where you started to be like, mm, maybe I want to hang out more. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, where it, um, it went past that line of just friends. Yeah. Oh, so okay, like? so that all that happened in the span of 2013. Yeah. And oh. that was when I really met her and met her in the beginning of 2013, like probably in January, February, and then we were just friends, thought nothing of it, <laughs> and. Uh, we even went to see BAP in New York in, like, May of 2013 yeah. with, mm. like, some other friends. Just as friends. Didn't think and much And I of think it. after that, we started, I started getting into EXO. So I was messaging her because she was the XOL. And uh, I think maybe around, like, August, like, in the, in the fall area. Yeah. Like August, that's when I was like, huh, I, <laughs> I don't like girls but this i don't know i feel really comfortable with her uh. and like it was like a really weird time because i, I was still i was also confused about my sexuality so uh. I, and i didn't even know if she liked girls and it was just kind of like something that built up it wasn't like we neither of us were like hey we would go out with me. yeah we never confessed to each other like oh the, the way we got together was kind of like a fan fiction like we were sharing a bed or something yeah like a like couch a together house. and then it just kind of happened oh like, wow we never said, yeah we, we never said anything to each other we were like oh yeah i like you you want to go out but like we were like pretty like like we would like hold hands we were, yeah, we but were... we didn't think much of it yeah and it like, like she would come over to hang out but she always brought a friend with her so like that made me feel like i don't know if she likes me like that it was like, i was really nervous awkward. i was nervous so we i always were, brought a we friend we were 18 wow. it was so awkward so yeah, and then it just kind of happened, and I was like, okay, cool. you know what, like, I don't care if she's a girl, whatever, it doesn't matter <laughs> to me. And then wow. it just went from there. Yeah. Wow, that's so, you know, everybody says, like, when it when it's, you know, it's your person, normally it just naturally happens, it's not some, like, movie, like, where it's just, like, a natural thing, and that's what that's, I'm, I'm kind of jealous, because, like, I overthink oh. things, so I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to... <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, that's really nice. Okay, so that's how you guys kind of got, uh, or you guys became, or got into a relationship. Um, yeah. And around that time, was that when you both met Dre, or was it a little bit after that? It was before. No, I actually, it was, it was that same year. It was no... Well, for me, it was that same For year. you, it was that year, but uh, we have, like, a South Florida K-pop fans community down here, mm. and we would host fan meets. So we had our first fan meet ever in December of 2012. Of 2012. And mind you, it was like in a park. It was a few people, and Dre showed up there. Mind you, Dre oh. wasn't as big as he was back then. Uh-huh. I mean, now he wasn't as big as he was now. <laughs> and I didn't even know who he was. He came with KML, and he was oh. filming something. And I was like, "Who is this dude?" I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> he looks cool though." And then later, I would find out. Like literally months later, I'm like, "Oh shit, he has a YouTube channel, and he's actually yeah. pretty known." But even back then, he was barely known. But we saw him there. I saw him there, and then I didn't really talk to him much after. 
Yeah. Until like another a convention that we had. Yeah. So then mm-hmm. that's when I met him because in 2013, like she had a a, a dance cover crew and I had a dance cover crew, mm. and both of our crews went to go perform at this convention and. Um, I guess the leader of her crew invited Dre to host that yeah. event. Mm. So he showed up at her house, at my house, for like the practice run, and that was the first time I met him. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea who he was either. And then I found out, oh, he's a YouTuber. And then I started watching his videos, and then I was like, okay, but like I didn't, I was never like, I wasn't like a fan of Dre, and I watched his videos, and then I met him. It was kind of like. We were just friends. Yeah, we met him as a normal person. Yeah, like we didn't... and we always just treated him like a normal person. Yeah. So, like, mm. it was just funny because he just ended up being such a big YouTuber. But mm. we just knew him casually. We would pick him up at his house and we would go to, like, fan meets together. Yeah. Mm. So, it's just funny because, like, seeing other YouTubers be like, Oh my god, Dre! And we're just like, Oh my god, Dre! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Completely different. <laughs> so, so you, you mentioned those fan meets. You guys had them, I saw, like, at the k in store mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. does that still exist yeah so the store it's only an orlando location now there used to be one in west palm so oh, we used to do okay. families for both but now it's just in orlando yeah ah uh, okay and you guys are in south or miami right yeah, yeah. we're in miami oh, okay got it so there are there any k-pop stores in miami and at all no. none okay sadly not we no. always told him to open one in miami but he's yeah it's owner. just so expensive i guess down here that um, he didn't want to try yeah but he oh. was always like if i ever did y'all would be the managers and i'd be like yeah i'd totally jump on that <laughs> yeah <work> so you guys worked you kind of worked for at that store correct we didn't work there so i actually the owner i met him when i was 16 at an anime convention oh. and i worked at his booth like, oh. he had volunteers for his his K-pop booth, and I was like, ooh, I want to volunteer, I love K-pop. So then I became friends with him through that, and then I got Amanda on board when I started, like, when I was with Amanda. So now we're, mm-hmm. like, really good friends with the owner and, like, uh. his family. Mm. So that's how we kind of became a part of that, and that's why we started doing fan meets for him, because he knows that we could host fan meets. So he's like, oh, just do it for my store, and we're like, all right, cool. So that's how we kind of got that connection. Ah, I see. So what's interesting, I worked at um, Choice Music in LA, and when oh. I worked there, um, I, I didn't know that much about K-pop, to be honest, then, but like my eyes just opened up, obviously, to the other groups that were outside of the group I was into. But also, um, there's just more that I learned about, whether it's like, because like, if you're not going to the store and you're not around it, like... If you go to if you go to a K-pop store, you're really only looking for the group that you're trying to find. You're not looking at all the other groups' discography. But like when you're at a K-pop store working it, like you're you're every day or however long you're at a booth, you're seeing what this other discography, like the the physical copies, look like and what they might yeah. look like inside. Is that something? What did you learn whenever you would like go to the you know whenever you'd work a booth or whatever like that might you might not have learned just by well, you know sitting and watching. Videos? I feel like when I started working. At the booth when I was like 16. really young, 16. <laughs> I was like, it definitely opened my eyes to a lot of groups in general. Like, there were songs that like I didn't really like, and then it would play yeah. on the TV on a loop essentially, like certain songs. Yeah. And I'd be like, man, what was I thinking? This song is so good. But it's definitely interesting. Yeah. Like, you, you learn the groups, like even the members kind of just being there and like their albums. Like, you start knowing what, where the groups are, like what the albums are. Like, oh, you're looking for this group? It's this album because you've yeah. seen yeah, that album before. Or even the other merchandise, like the shirts that we would sell, oh or, my like, God. or the hats, or like anything. It's like, 
you just start learning because you're surrounded and in booth wise you're there for three days like at an anime convention three to four mm. days depending and you have to set everything up so like you just start learning things about these groups and you're like i don't know this group but i know this group i mean when yeah. i joined the i basically like i didn't really learn much i think i already knew a lot of stuff yeah. if anything it was good that you and i were there because we knew yeah. everything that was there yeah we knew everything so if someone came up and they asked for a really obscure group we we'll knew. know if it was yeah. there or not but if oh. if he had someone else volunteering that didn't know a lot they would be like uh they would turn to us and be like let me ask Natalie, <laughs> do you know what group this is i'm like yeah i got you hold on yeah, yeah. i'm coming right it's like and an encyclopedia even- Exactly. And you even, like, get down to, like, knowing the, ver- like, you know how, like, you know there are different versions, but, like, when you memorize, I think, like, who has, like, like, okay, this is, like, an easy example, but, like, NCT has their, like, um, empathy and dream versions of NCT 2018, and you know, like, okay, the empathy version looks black and white, but, like, the regular yeah. person would be, like, the black and white version, not the, like, reality. Yeah, they won't, name, they won't do it by the version. Well, that's interesting. That's cool that you guys got to work those booths. Those are long days, I'm sure. Yeah, like, they are. Really but like, it, fun, it usually passes if it's like packed. Even when it's really packed, especially when we've done it for KCON, mm-hmm. when we've done the booths for KCON, and it gets like crazy. It's still like you still have a good time because you kind of talk to these fans and they just kind of get excited and you kind of like help them out. And it's just like it's a good time overall. Like I've never had a like a bad experience. Yeah, I miss those simple times. Those simple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't as complicated. Yeah, that makes sense. And so. Simpler times, uh, let's harken back to the beginning of y'all's YouTube channel in 2015. You guys um, you guys reacted, and you still do, react to a lot of what you might call underrated groups. Um, and you guys did have an underrated group of the week segment that you guys would do re- really yeah. consistently. Um, that's, that was um, very educational for groups that like people, like there were some that I think it was like one was called Sunny Hill. I was like, what? I've oh, never man. even heard of this group. <laughs> but um, you guys would go really in depth and show examples of videos. So what made you want to start that? I mean, I mean, it makes sense you want to spotlight underrated groups, but um, why? Why do you guys feel so strongly about spotlighting underrated groups? Because some people say like, oh, like go listen, but like you guys were like, no, we're going to make you. Yeah, do. it's funny because I feel like that was something we bonded over. And, like, I never met someone who knew as many groups, like, of that, I guess, underappreciated <laughs> tier as, like, uh-huh. Natalie. So, like, we bonded over that. We knew the same groups. God. Like, yeah, I've never met anyone that knows the same exact groups as me. Uh-huh. So, like, that, I was like, man, I really want to, like, showcase these groups. Because some of these underrated groups have better songs than some of, like, the bigger groups. And I'm like... Well, at least back then. I don't know. I mean, it, things are mm-hmm. a lot different now. But it's funny because a lot of the, the groups we've covered have disbanded since. Like, mm-hmm. even like we have a, I have a document of all the, the groups we've covered, and I'll highlight the ones that disbanded. And it's, like, really sad. But, uh, yeah, I just, it's just that, I mean, K-pop is so oversaturated now that there's a lot of groups. But we really wanted to showcase uh, the groups that didn't get a lot of love. Because, I mean, all groups work equally really, as hard, yeah. you know? And a lot of those underrated groups have some of the best, like, vocalists and some mm. of the best dancers, and, and a lot of people don't know about them. So we're like, oh, no one's really doing videos like this. Let's try to do that. Mm. But um, we don't, we're not as consistent with it now because since a lot of the groups we felt so strongly about have disbanded, huh. and 
you know, since there's so many groups now, we're not as invested in, like, all those little groups Not only that, anymore. but, like, back then we didn't really have, like, job jobs. Yeah. We, <laughs> now we have jobs, so it's really hard to, yeah. like, get the research. Like, it takes a lot of research and hours to put the template together for that yeah. and then record the video. So we don't really... We kind of discontinued it for yeah. now, in a sense, because we don't really have time for it. Mm. So, but it it was fun doing it. We really liked educating people. A lot of people appreciated it. So we were like, yeah, it was it was good while it lasted. You know, <laughs> what do you guys prioritize more? Your like channel and reacting to videos, or uh, covering dance choreography? Definitely, I guess we prioritize because reactions are a lot easier. Yeah, like <laughs> reactions, uh, <laughs> is we sit down and react. Yeah, learning a dance takes. A I would, lot of pr- I would love, I would love to be able to prioritize dancing, but mm. you know that takes more time, and it's just one video versus, uh, you know, just taking twenty minutes to react to three videos in a row mm. and put up three videos for yeah, more but, content. But we do like try to learn like we do dance a lot like if you see on our instagram we do a little instagram cover that's why instagram dancing is great because you like it's only a minute compared to yeah. like a full cover if it's a full cover like like we'll really really dedicate our time like we're kind of in the middle of trying to do a full group cover of itsy right now oh so yeah so we've just been focusing our saturdays like our saturday mornings on practice and then mm. that takes more time so that's why we we don't do as much dance covers on our channel as bunch of like reactions or other little videos you're not as into these newer groups and there's there's a lot of them but some of these newer ones you're not as into which can be natural um you know depending on you know age whatever it might be just like real life coming in but um have you guys ever had ebbs and flows where you maybe weren't as into k-pop or has it always been a constant like i'm as into it as i was five years ago when we started slash seven years ago when we all met like that kind of thing um i think that have it's happened more with amanda oh yeah like amanda like it'll be like i think it was last year maybe that you were kind of like eh, like k-pop isn't what it was back then per se so i'm not <laughs> like feeling it this year for me personally i've never had like a moment where i'm like yeah i don't like i don't feel the way i feel about k-pop i'm less cringy now like, I don't act the same way I did back when I did get into cable because that was cringy as hell. But um, mm. I think I'm still, like, as into K-pop as I was back then. I'm just more mature about it. And I just kind mm. of, like, I'm not as, like, I don't sit there and try to learn all the groups and members like I used to. But okay. I think I'm still into it. Like, I don't think I'll ever, I don't know if I, I don't think I'll ever, like, stop loving K-pop. I just think it's such a big part of yeah our lives. I've had, that... I've had a couple, like, uh, oh, like around... I don't know, sophomore year of high school, I kind of, like, fell out of it for a while, and I started listening to more, like, mainstream music, like, Mm -hmm. music you hear on the radio, and, uh, then I was, like, then that's, then I, I think, found the South Florida K-pop community, and then I got back into it, and then last year, it's more, it's not like, oh, last year I was suddenly, like, uh, I think I got more into more uh, western music well, we again. got more into western yeah music. so i started like you know broadening my my horizons again rather than just being strictly k-pop like i listened to everything and i went back and i listened to things that i listened to when i was in middle school type <laughs> things like that and uh but it's more like it's not that i'm disinterested i think i just don't dive into to groups as much as i used to like mm. i don't listen to all yeah, the everything. albums anymore like 
I have to like really sit down and listen to an album. Like I don't, I don't really have the the free time where I just play music and I listen. Like I have to dedicate time to do that. Huh. Yeah. But even like back then with groups, we we would learn all the members of groups, and we were like so dedicated to knowing every single thing. But obviously, we're older now, so we don't have like that time, or even probably the attention mental span. capacity. Yeah. So like I can't. <laughs> Sit there, like, you know, there's so many groups now, so I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. it's too much. I also, like, back then, I think I had the mentality of, you have to know and like all these groups, but now Mm. I'm just like, I don't have to do that, and I don't, I definitely don't like all these groups, (laughs) or all the music they come out with, that's why I'm just like, oh, sometimes a group comes out with a good song, sometimes they come out with a song I don't really like, but I'm not trying to pretend I like every song from a group I like too you know yeah like it's okay to not like a song your favorite group comes out with or whatever so it's just like it fluctuates yeah yeah but you guys are starting a podcast um called Mm -hmm. talk that um can you tell me what and tell the listeners why you guys decided to start a podcast so we kind of decided to start it because we would do live streams on our channel and Mm. usually on on those live streams our subscribers would just ask us like hey how do you feel about this song or how do you feel about the scandal or what's your favorite this? Like, and we would just answer those questions and, you know, whatnot. And we thought, oh, like, why don't we do a podcast where we can go into more depth about certain topics in K-pop? And so we, since we've been into K-pop for so long, it, it just kind of makes sense. Because, like, we, we know so much about K-pop. We've seen the shift of K-pop. And we thought it'd be fun just to, you know, just talk about those things casually with whoever wants to listen. So it's releasing, it's, you said, I know in the video you guys said it was coming out soon. People can go follow it on Spotify, Apple, and that kind of thing. Do you guys have mm-hmm. a date for when it's releasing? Yeah, we actually, our first episode should go up this Friday, the, oh, the nice. 11th. Yeah. Ah, nice. So you guys are going to be, how, like, what kind of length, or what's the length going to be to the episodes, and, like, how are you structuring it? The episodes would be, like, probably... 45 to an hour depending on the topic like i'm mm. sure if we talk about like a really deep topic it might go long but uh yeah that's like the aim right now i mean we're just kind of like testing the waters i guess mm. until we get like a, a good flow of yeah and it's supposed to be to. basically like different topics within k-pop like we can have an episode about maybe second generation idols or an episode about underrated groups, or mm. an episode about, you know, the shifts of K-pop from when we got into K-pop to how it is now. It's just, like, little different topics that maybe people would like to hear from the opinions of people who have been into K-pop for as long as we have. Mm. What is something that you would like, on that note, what, for people who are newer to K-pop, what is something that you would like for them to know about K-pop from your perspective of being into it for 10 years plus? let me think i guess like maybe just the simplicity of how k-pop was back then like it you know the music videos were very just like in the box type videos the fandoms were kind of like back then i feel like people knew every group like teen top and and um, and black and black you know and Mm. bap and stuff nowadays people are very like into just one group and they're only focused on the most popular groups i feel like back then people you know would try to know like zaya or you kiss like groups that Mm. weren't that popular Mm -hmm. and i don't know just it was simple times like k-pop wasn't always about like the views per se or like how it would chart as much as it is now 
And mm. I think it, it would just be nice to just tell people, like, yeah, K-pop was... It was a lot... There was still fandom wars, of course. You know, mm-hmm. you had, like, the Soans and the Blackjacks and all, all that stuff. But it was still simple back then. It wasn't yeah. as stressful as it is now. Especially with the rise of Twitter and whatnot. I was going to say the same thing. Oh. Like, like you... One brain cell. <laughs> you started saying that, and I was like, man, I was going to say the same thing, that it was a simpler time. It was a fun time. Like, everyone was just having fun. Like, yeah. we weren't... People weren't, like being like, oh, your group is irrelevant because mine is more popular. And, you know, people didn't judge the music as much as they judge it now. And, Mm. you know, people didn't put idol producers on a pedestal and stuff like that. Hey, hey, I'm (laughs) just saying, like, this is why we are so nostalgic. Like, second-gen stands are so nostalgic because it was such a simple time. Like, even in the South Florida community, we would just get together and have a good time. But, like, Mm. those, it's so hard to to do that now because pe- you say one thing and people get mad and some like, yeah. can't really have an opinion and mm. and yeah we just kind of miss the simple times of just having fun with the music whether it was overly auto-tuned or not and you know it's still <laughs> it was fun, like though. cringy lyrics but <laughs> i miss those days mm. so what would be like the fail so for like i've heard that a number of times a lot of people like you said like you said uh second generation fans are pretty nostalgic nowadays because of that what is like the way that you guys try to not get turned away because of some of the ridiculous stuff that you might see on twitter or um you know in wherever it may be like do you go to reddit and you're just like okay i think reddit's like a nice little break or do you go or you just like oh let me just watch the group's content rather than like looking at what other people have to say about their content or about their music video i just want to hear from the group itself if that makes sense um usually like if i go on twitter and i see like negative things about like a group's content or just negative things i try to just kind of like not let it cloud my perspective like if i see people like oh this song sucked or this group sucks i'm like well i'll be the judge of that essentially like i'll form my own opinion so I'll go to I'll go out of my way and check out the group's content or whatnot. And if I like it, then I like it. And like you know, again, peop- not everyone likes the same thing in the end. But I usually just try to ignore as much of the negativity as possible. Yeah, mm. I think as K-pop fans, you grow to learn that everyone has a preference. Yeah, and it's okay to have a preference. It's okay to have an opinion as long as you're being nice about it. Like there's a difference between having an opinion and and bashing like, or acting like it's factual or yeah. acting like it's a fact yeah like it's okay to be like i didn't really like this song because of this this and this like you give a reasoning rather than this song sucks because yeah i because i say so you know like <laughs> oh my damn <laughs> uh, like no uh but yeah like i mean that's just kind of how youtube commenters are like yeah. we get some man youtube commenters are either just as bad or worse than twitter users sometimes and yeah. it's just like oh they're uh they're they're they they just get mad at really, anything they get mad, yeah. anything and we try to <laughs> we try not like we'll defend ourselves but we don't let it like affect how we feel or, or what we put up anyway so like people can say things but then i just remind myself these are probably 15 year old k-pop fans that just got into k-pop like mm-hmm. a year ago and and they're just in that like kind of uh elitist type of head space of like or my, protective, my I guess. yeah my k-pop group is the best and, and everyone else is wrong or whatever and that's mm. all i think mm. you know right some people have said that like youtube like 
commenters are almost their own like ecosystem outside of like Twitter and stuff, which I haven't thought about until I was scrolling through something and I just saw how like people will sit there and like comment and like talk to each other kind of back and forth on YouTube, which I just, I've never done it before. So I maybe, I don't know. I, I just didn't think it was a thing, but I was looking at it and I was like, wow, well, I guess like there are like YouTube obviously there's YouTube community and like people can you know if you're commenting on the same thing multiple times like hey like what's up kind of thing I don't know yeah <laughs> yeah it, how would you describe the YouTube community from your, y'all's perspective within I mean, the commenting for the most part for the most part like a lot of people will be like oh I like you guys a lot because you're honest like we mm. don't really try to fake our reaction we try to be as honest as possible about mm. how we feel about the song without being obviously like rude about it but I feel like there's a lot of people that support us, and then there's just the, you know, the fandom when they find us, I guess. They <laughs> go in and they're like, but we do, we actually do have sometimes that our subscribers will even go in and defend us because they're like, oh, it's just an opinion. Like, but I mean, at the end of the day, I just, I kind of treat the commenters like, you know, they're just comments. They're just there. Like, I treat them as they're doing this on purpose. Like, they're trying to get a reaction out of people. But I feel like YouTube commenters have selective hearing. Like, or they, they, they twist the words or they, they watch something and they, they take it as something that it wasn't actually. Because mm. we'll literally react to something and have a super positive reaction and say we love the song. And then you just said one thing like, oh, this set looked kind of low quality or the vocal processing on this part was kind of like intense. So I wish they wouldn't have done that. But they'll, mm. they'll just... Take that from the whole video yeah. and be like, you are an anti and you hate this group. And if you hate them so much, why don't you not react to them? Like, but that's <laughs> not, but I didn't say that. And, and, and why are you twisting it? We've because gotten, I like this group. We've gotten people that like, you should delete your channel. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, but we kind of, we don't really like but let it bother I us. I just take it as this is probably a 15 year old. We just, just kind of joke K-pop. about, we just kind of joke about it in the end. Cause we you do. know, what, are, anything, we, what are you going to do? These people comment on our videos thinking they did something like that. Mm. They like, they are like, I'm proud of what I said. And they are probably crying about it, but oh, we actually no. make it a joke and yeah. it becomes like an inside an joke inside sometimes. Joke. Yeah. Really? So it's, if anything, it's kind of like comedy or like that's just like kind of what helps us like not let the comments because i know a lot of youtubers sometimes the comments get to them Mm. like the hate comments especially because you do get a lot of hate comments when you put yourself out there yeah and we kind of just do that it's like our coping mechanism like we kind of just do that just to like okay this is what they said and they they might think this way about us but let's not take it seriously because they don't know us at the end of the day and whatever we just we just move on yeah and at the end of the day we're the ones putting ourselves out there we're the ones on video showing our face sharing our opinions while Mm -hmm. like youtube commenters are hiding behind a picture and a name that's not theirs yeah saying whatever they want thinking they're they're affecting people and that's like it's like low-key cyberbullying, and it's like kind of it's it is what it is it's screwed (laughs) up Yeah, that makes me, every time, like, people talk about, like, commenters, and, like, they're like, ah, like, you know, I just, I, we, I get a lot of bad comments, and when I do, I just kind of let it, like, I've had to learn how to cope with it, or just, like, not really be bothered with it, and I just think, I'm certainly not to the level that y'all are, and I have maybe gotten, like, max, mm, through, like, three or four, like, negative comments about just things over the past, like, few years, and each and every single comment, I, like, take the time, I'm like, wow, why would they say that? And then I, like, <laughs> try to craft, like, I thank you for your opinion, but blah, 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 And, like, I try to, like, be polite and stuff. But then they end up not really, like, 
they've never uh, what's the word they always come back like well yeah you're still wrong even though I was being like really polite and I'll still try to reason with them and I'm like oh god I can't <laughs> like I, I can't imagine like having to deal with like many comments like that I would sit there and, oh it would yeah. just oh man it's kind of um, like talking to a wall sometimes yeah. and like and the way you, <laughs> when you respond when you respond whether you're being kind of passive-aggressive sarcastic or if yeah. you're being nice you're gonna get like either one of two responses and it's either oh I'm sorry I I you know I didn't mean it that way I've been watching your channel for this many years and I'm like why'd you say that mean comment if you watch yeah. your channel I love you guys or or they'll be like you're still wrong and you're and they'll go into like an essay they'll go into an essay why you're wrong it's like talking to a wall never mind yeah well like you really take the time out of like I'm sure I'm thinking like these people must have watched 10 other 10 to 12 other YouTube videos in a day and you're still like writing out this huge long paragraph like how many times I don't know it's just like a waste yeah like oh my god it bothers you that much right right so um one thing we were talking about before we started too was um how so you guys have been doing youtube since 2015 and there are definitely some people who have started um you know in the last couple of years or so and um whether it's they've had luck with an algorithm or they've used different uh clickbaity things they've Mm -hmm. you know been able to reel in a lot of subscribers views what have you um what are y'all's thoughts on this um, I guess saturated market of you know K-pop reactors that are out there, but the ones who have been able to figure out the system, if that makes sense. I think it's just you know it's strategy and hmm. like for example, a lot of people those channels that are like get really big compared to like us or other channels. Uh, one, they tend to react to like the same groups, the most popular groups. So and they'll react to anything the group does, like. Mm. Um, some of the channels like BTS or Blackpink channels especially they'll react to Lisa um, being the coach in that Chinese show that she was on Mm. or uh, BTS crack video you know things like that as well as the music video reactions it also I feel like a lot of people since a lot of K-pop fans are girls uh, if you're a guy um, it's easier I feel sometimes for you to get an increase of fans yeah. compared to if you're girls or like you know we're, we're two girls so maybe people don't care as much as if we were guys if we were two guys right mm-hmm. i personally feel like we might have gone more than us just being two girls and it's also just like we don't really react to everything a popular group does mm-hmm. and that we're also really honest so we don't try to like fake our reactions just to get the approval of a fandom mm-hmm. so i think mm-hmm. You know, those people just, they figured out the system. They figured out, okay, well, if I do this, then I will gain subscribers. And, I mean, it is what it is. It's kind of like luck, too, in a sense. Yeah. I don't know. I think the other thing is that uh, a lot of those big channels that, that kind of come out and get, like, 100K subs in their first year, they they just became K-pop fans. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. something about K-pop fans. They love seeing other people become K-pop fans. Oh. Like, they like seeing their journey. They don't, I guess they don't want to see people who are, like, veterans. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They want to see people who just got into it and they're, like, reacting to EXO for the The first first time. Or or those types of titles that people put, like, like, uh, uh, dancer reacts to this. Yeah. And music producer reacts to this. And, and, and. 
And we don't like those types of titles too much because, like, you anyone can call themselves those things. Like, we make dance covers that could easily be, like, a dancer reacts to, but who am I to say that because I'm a dancer, mm. I have a different opinion than someone would? Unless you're, like, like, really being technical about something. Mm. But I feel like that's kind of clickbaity, but people, people take that and they take it as factual. Everything they say is factual. It's because people, like the opinion of professionals sometimes like if they think like if they know that you're a professional they think that you're a professional they think that you're a professional both it could be <laughs> that you are a professional and you actually know what you're talking about but people like the opinion of professionals because it validates the group more if it's coming oh, yeah. from someone that's a professional you know like if you're a professional dancer a professional vocal teacher and you're like wow this group their vocals are incredible and then you use like really fancy terminology it's like all right well that validates the group like right, my group yeah. is the best because but it's just sad because so. at the end of the day it's like but they're not what, what about fans? the actual k-pop yeah. fans like the long the fan the fans who have, are fans not the people who just got into k-pop and and they're kind of jumping on the k-pop bandwagon like how about the fans who were made fun of in school for liking mm. k-pop like that's what we went through you know, but it's a trend now, so everyone's on it. And yeah. it's, it's kind of sad that seeing people who just got into K-pop become bigger K-pop channels than people mm. who are actual, like, long-time K-pop fans. So, like, it's a little discouraging, if anything. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But oh well. But yeah. <laughs> Has it ever you made know. you want to, like, have, have you ever been tempted to, like, okay, let me try to somehow like find a way to you know get into that algorithm in terms of like writing clickbaity things or like you know or it have you always just it's been like better to just stay true to who you guys have been yeah essentially i feel like we we have too much pride in what we do and like mm. for me it, it just feels like i would never want to stoop to that kind of like clickbaitiness because it's just it doesn't feel like us and we want to be as genuine as possible when we do reactions or when we title like we actually had an april fool's joke that the video had was blocked but we had an april fool's joke where we said lesbians react to exo's wolf because oh. we were like making it clickbaity. and we obviously have watched wolf because it came out forever ago but we it was kind of a joke because those clickbaity titles are just not us. We feel like they're kind of unnecessary. Yeah, because we think, like, what does us being lesbians, lesbians change about our reaction? Yeah, it's not like right. we're going to be making out in the video. Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't <laughs> it, it doesn't change anything. Yeah. Like, I'm still going to have the same reaction to this group, whether I'm a lesbian yeah. or I'm straight, you know? <laughs> so I, I think we, I don't think we can ever see ourselves, like, conforming to that. Yeah. Despite, like, us not maybe being as popular i, I just basically can't see the only doing things that. we do is that sometimes we'll sit down and be like what can we do different this time let's try something new or like new recently, editing or something yeah like oh I, i'll change the editing on something i'll change the format of something or we'll be like hey can we do this segment but do it a little different or can we mm. start doing this more often and stop doing this because it doesn't do very well yeah like, that's, that's the most about little, it yeah. but we have yet to find like something that i guess will like skyrocket us but i think Unless we're, like, faking our reaction or, or overreacting yeah. or something, then people are not going to be like, oh, my God, like, make our videos go viral. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I'd rather be true to myself and not have a million subscribers than have a million subscribers and not enjoy or feel happy with what I made. Yeah. Mm. When you started your channel in 2015, what was your goal then, and how has it how has it differed if at all to now i think when we started we we were just it was just for fun it wasn't like we were 
trying to become something i think yeah i don't think we had a we goal. were just like we just wanted to do reactions we did reactions to kind of help kickstart us we didn't want to focus on reactions too much but unfortunately that seems to be the what does keep you kind of steady because it keep, keeps content coming out so we would, we would consistently do reactions anyway and we still do um but we wanted to try doing different things we wanted to start dancing together and we wanted to do the underrated uh groups i think what we mostly wanted to do was talk about underrated and like older groups like kind of keep alive the the groups that people are trying are forgetting about mm. that was i think that was our main thing but we ended up doing just a bunch of things yeah in the end. i think our main goal now especially is just to like brand ourselves as people that not only have been into k-pop for so long and know a lot about k-pop and different groups but just kind of like that we can do different things you know like we can talk about underrated, we can do dance covers, we can do like vocal covers, we can do these little countdowns and we know all these songs. So I think that's just kind of how we're trying to brand ourselves. We also do like panels at conventions. Mm -hmm. So we're also trying to brand ourselves as like hosts of panels and fan meets as well. So mm. just kind of venture into different things that we can do with K-pop. Yeah, that's why we started the podcast to see if like maybe that could be a good uh, like outlet for us to see if that that's a a good direction yeah as well mm. and will the podcast be weekly or bi right now we're gonna do it bi-weekly because uh -huh. we just to kind of get a flow of things and if if we if we see that maybe it's it's doing well or we have mm. a lot of things we want to talk about maybe we'll do it weekly but it, it's we're just yeah we're just testing like the, the, the waters, waters right yeah. now mm. is this going to be your podcast setup kind of i mean we i don't we don't plan to do like a video format oh. for now but like we do have like a patreon page which right. we'll have like if you are on like our tier four podcast you can get like uh like uh, access to other things which could have like video format eventually in the future yeah maybe mm, nice nice well i'm looking forward to listening to it this friday <laughs> so it will already be out by the time this comes out on monday yeah. but um if you guys are listening make sure to check out talk that and wait will it be talk that with uh natalie and amanda or with k junkies with or k junkies with k junkies okay got it yeah okay so talk that with k junkies oh and before we uh end um i had two more questions for y'all actually i'm just okay. realizing that i didn't answer yeah uh, go ahead we have time okay um what do y'all do together besides consume k-pop ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes um well <laughs> One thing that we really love doing is like going to anime conventions and mm. cosplay. Amanda actually makes um, cosplays. Mm. So she'll make cosplays for herself and of course me because I can't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do anime conventions. We also just love watching like different TV shows. Like we we used to watch um, The Walking Dead a lot. We yeah, were, like, really I saw that, that poster in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, we watch like Avatar, just anything, any type of series. We also, what else do we like to do? I mean, we just hang out with our friends. We, we often, hang out with our friends like, often. We'll just, yeah. Like, it, <laughs> our life doesn't like revolve around K pop as much as it like used to. It is a really big part. It though. is a big part, but like we yeah. obviously do other things and we, we, we like doing other things and we, we played video games. Oh, video games, yeah. We, mm. I don't know. <laughs> A majority of my time goes to editing videos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. but we do, we basically do everything together. So, like, mm. yeah. literally everything. Um, <laughs> but thank you guys, really, for being guests today. 
Um, can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media and things like that? Hello, you pointed at me. Um, okay, so our YouTube channel is K Junkies, and it's K exclamation point Junkies. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have uh, an Instagram account, which is K underscore Junkies. Our Patreon page is patreon.com slash K Junkies. And then we have our individual ones, which are linked to our K Junkies account. And our like podcast. Our- and then our podcast, Talk That, and the Talk That is together with exclamation point on that K. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the exclamation yes. point. our brand. <laughs> and I saw, like, on the... Spotify, Google, and Apple podcasts. Nice. Nice. I saw, uh, I don't know if you guys kept it up. I'm trying to remember. Uh, for, like, the underrated groups, you had, like, K exclamation point knowledge. Like, it was Yeah, yeah that's knowledge. we do that with our countdowns, too. We'll do, like, K countdowns. So it'll be K and print um exclamation point countdown ah. k exclamation point knowledge I think k countdown was the first one i made up because i was like it was supposed to kind of be like m countdown yeah but in like k countdown. we have a k and yeah a k. Well, and i'm like oh well knowledge starts with a k we can <laughs> and then k k month we do k monthly so it'll be k exclamation point monthly this is kind of like our something our kind of our catchy brand i guess you would i say. like it it's like cute it looks it, it like stands out because i saw when you did for talk that was talk exclamation point that and i was like yeah oh. i literally came up with like five different i'm like natalie which one looks good i don't yeah. know what to do <laughs> it looks I'm cute. like what about with a k in there i love it. Keep it there. i love it Thank i'll be you. looking forward to listening to it i've uh been listening there hasn't been any new podcasts i've listened to so i'll be interested to listen to y'all especially with your Yay. perspective that um i think a lot of people uh, aren't talking about these days so um with the older groups and all that stuff so mm-hmm. i really look forward to it um but thank you guys for being guests today and thank thank you everyone for listening um to believe in k-pop and we will see you guys next week okay Bye. there we go <laughs> perfect <laughs> yay yay okay thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.